Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hello, hello, fabulous humans. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Self-Styled Life. When I first started the podcast, I did wonder how many people would want to listen to me blabbing on about self-doubt and leadership and living and working in a way that suited ourselves rather than everyone else. But people keep tuning in to every episode, and I really hope that every time the team and I share something new on the podcast, you are getting a valuable piece of information, or two pieces of information, or three pieces of information, that's helping you build a life and career that feels true for you. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love it if you could do me a huge favour and jump onto Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star review. This will really help other conscientious, nurturing women who just happen to work in corporate or in a professional setting to find us and hopefully join in the conversation. Thank you so much in advance. I'm super grateful. Now, on to today's short, sharp coaching episode, which is all about people-pleasing and how it can hold us back in our leadership journeys. I've been really diving back into all things leadership recently as I've been creating my brand new quiz to help you discover your next leadership evolution and refreshing my small group program Lead With Ease. The next round of Lead With Ease is due to kick off next March and right now I'm looking at the connections between self-doubt and protective behaviours and how they impact our leadership. Obviously, we'll be looking at these things from an individual perspective in the program and I'll be coaching on real-life scenarios. But as I was thinking about all of this, I realized that many of you listening could do with some tips on some of these things right now. So I decided to share some thoughts on how the most common protective belief I see in the corporate workplace impacts our leadership. And that protective belief is, of course, people-pleasing. So let's get to it. Now, if you're listening into this podcast, I know that bringing out the best in your team is deeply important to you. But I also know there's a good chance that you're not entirely clear on how to go about that. There are all sorts of things that can get in your way. The biggest of these is wanting to be liked. It's also possible that you're worried that people won't understand your leadership style and that you'll either attract complaints or bitching behind your back. You've potentially got a story about the fact that leaders earn the most money and therefore should do the most work or that your team members are only new and that you need to protect them. How can I be so sure of this? (laughs) Well, 
These are the things that come up over and over again when I talk to my clients and to my corporate team. And of course, I've experienced all of them myself, and I still do at certain times. The more money I earn, the harder I have to work to prove myself has been a recurring theme for me for years. The only difference is that these days, I have better strategies and tools to handle all of those stories when they come up for me. All of those examples I rattled off earlier are excellent examples of people-pleasing. People-pleasing can be defined in many ways, but one of my favourite definitions is people-pleasing is a pattern of behaviour where you put the needs of others before your own and seek others' approval. Now, it pays to remember that people-pleasing is one of the key protective behaviours that we use to fight off psychological risks like rejection and judgement and conflict. So as far as your brain is concerned, people-pleasing is a very good thing. But when it comes to your career, and specifically your leadership role, it can block you from becoming the leader you know you can be. So in today's episode, I want to dig into three key points. The first is where people-pleasing comes from, and the need to be liked comes from, and why they can be hard to break without intentional work. Secondly, we'll look at how people-pleasing and wanting to be liked can undermine your leadership. And then finally, we'll take a quick look at the risk of judgment and the sneaky thing about judgment that we all need to be aware of. There's a lot going on here, so I'd better get cracking. Where does people-pleasing and that need to be liked come from? Well, it's actually hardwired into the oldest part of our human brains. It's our brain's job to keep us alive. Back in the caveman times, remaining in the group or the tribe was paramount to remaining safe and staying alive. Being cast out from the group likely meant being eaten or some other nasty thing happening to us. So being liked and being approved of was a key strategy in staying alive. Society then managed to reinforce that message for us right up until today. Women for hundreds of years were reliant on families and husbands for survival. You'd better be liked if you want to be able to survive, let alone thrive. And then, even as children, we learn that being liked means that we receive care, that we get to make friends, and being liked is a great way for us to avoid the risk of conflict. With all of that said, we can assume that nothing is broken when we people-please. Our brain is just doing its very important, let's stay alive thing. But the wiring means that sometimes we're not even aware that we're caught up in people-pleasing. It's also why, even when we're aware about people-pleasing, that it can be a very hard behaviour to leave behind. But breaking habits can be easier when we fully understand their impacts. So let's move on to my second key discussion area for the day, and that's how needing to be liked and people-pleasing can impact our leadership. From my perspective, the biggest impact of these behaviours has on our leadership is that it tends to make us censor ourselves. We always have to speak professionally in our workplaces, so I know that we're always careful with our language. But leadership requires us to be able to speak to where we're going and what it takes to get there. And sometimes our words won't be well received by everyone. That could be for any number of reasons, from misunderstanding all the way through to the fact that you're in a performance management discussion. But censoring yourself through things like softening your message, avoiding a difficult conversation, or by not actually sharing what you really think, means that you're not leading as effectively or as efficiently as you could be. I'm sure you can think of many humans over your career that you liked, but who you also did not rate as a leader. The truth is, not everyone will like you in the workplace, and that's okay. 
because you don't need to be liked to be a good leader. I recommend you aim to be respected and that you work to develop a reputation for being honest and transparent. It's honesty and transparency that lead to trust. So find a way to say the words in a way that feels good for you. Say them in a way you'd like to hear them yourself. And take your time to find the right words. Not every conversation has to be held in the moment. Know that you can always go back to a conversation. Like, I'll often start with something like, when we discussed this the other day, I hadn't fully processed my thinking on the topic. Now that I've had time to reflect, I'd really like to share my thoughts. Or, I wasn't as articulate as I could have been when we spoke last Thursday. Do you mind if I have another go? It's also very helpful to know that being nice doesn't always equate to being kind. Sometimes the kindest thing you can do for a colleague or a direct report or even a boss is to say the really hard thing. Make sure you keep an eye out too for any fear of conflict. If you feel like it's mixed up with your people pleasing, please make sure you go back and have a listen to episode 28 of Self-Styled Life, which is all about getting comfortable with conflict. The second big impact these behaviours have on your leadership is that they see you overworking and overprotecting your team rather than leading. Here's something for you to reflect on. Being in a leadership role where you may well be paid the most does not automatically mean you have to do the lion's share of the work. Let that sink in for a minute. It's radical, I know. (laughs) It certainly was for me. But anyway, here's the thing. As leaders, we're being paid to lead. We're being paid to get the best out of our people so the team can achieve more as a collective rather than individuals. It's our job to coach and encourage and redirect so that the team can achieve more. We're there to inspire and to take responsibility, to clear the path and the blockers. And we can't do our own job if we've also decided that we're going to be on the tools doing the work as well. Now, of course, sometimes you've got to dig in. We all do. But if you're carrying a whole lot of stories like the team will think I'm lazy or the team is new so I have to show them what is done, then you might want to reconsider your approach. Please don't be concerned if anything I've been talking about here sounds just like you. It is so, so normal to find the switch from doing to leading a real challenge. You've been paid to do forever, but now you're being paid to think and to lead. And it's still work, I promise you. And if you can get the very best from your team, then you have the ability to increase your personal output massively. Okay, final stretch now. Let's get on to my third and final point of the day. I mentioned back in the intro that we'd have a look at the psychological risk of judgment, which, together with rejection, is one of the top two risks we try to protect ourselves from when we engage in people-pleasing behaviours. But here's the funny thing. Humans are always judging. It's our judgments about all of the big things and all of the small things that get us through our lives. We make judgments on what order we should do things in the morning, whether something is valuable or not valuable, whether we should buy asparagus or broccoli. And whether you like it or not, people will have judged you already. And here's where judgment is a sneaky risk. Because the truth is, judgment isn't actually a risk. It's actually an issue due to the fact that it's already occurred and there's very little you can do to control that judgment. Now, I don't know about you, but I find the concept that I'm being judged all of the time by everybody, no matter what, actually very freeing. It allows me to get clear on whose judgment is most important to me. 
And spoiler alert, the person I want to judge me the most favourably is me. I spend the most time with me. I know when I'm achieving and when I'm not because I set my own goals and my own success criteria. And if I'm showing up to be the best leader I can be and trying to keep everyone happy at the same time, there's a good chance I'm not succeeding and I'll judge myself accordingly. So when I catch myself people-pleasing these days, given I'm already being judged, I also make a quick check-in to make sure I'm also pleasing myself. And if I'm not, I tweak a few things to make sure that I won't end up judging myself poorly for my choices. Now one final thought before I recap the main points from today's episode. It's worth spending some time reflecting on where your own people-pleasing is holding you back when it comes to leadership. This stuff truly shows up differently for everyone. And remember, you can't fix what you don't know about. A little prior thinking on your own behaviours can help you to show up differently when they do occur. And as usual, this will be another area of your life and your career that you can uplift with one little baby step at a time. Okay, time to sign off for today. To quickly recap today's key points. Number one, people pleasing is a pattern of behaviour where you put the needs of others before your own and you seek others' approval. Number two, It pays to remember that people-pleasing is one of the key protective behaviours that we use to fight off psychological risks like rejection, judgement and conflict. Number three, nothing is broken when you people-please, but it can impact our leadership journey, mostly when we censor ourselves or overwork to protect our team. Number four, aim to be respected rather than liked. Number five, leading is a job in its own right but it can be hard to switch from doing to leading. And finally, number six, you're already being judged by yourself as well as others. Make sure you are prioritising your own judgement. Okay, okay, beautiful humans, thank you again for listening in. I'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, please, please stay fabulous. Bye for now.